you know, part of what we do when we do the weave is really look at the connection between the mental health work that we're doing and the psychic medium piece that brings people the hope or the calm feeling that they are on the right path. What I really notice that happens is it relieves a lot of anxiety and fear about like the what am I doing feeling, right? Oh, it does. I mean, and when you come into something like this, the first thing that that uh, caught me, I don't know by surprise, but just pleasantly was the fact that she's on this rocket. And, and that's the first image that I, I got in my head. And I could see she's just taking off and, and blooming and, or getting ready to, whenever you get that kind of an image. And the fact that she confirms it so she, once again, she confirms confirms it for me, but she also confirms it for herself. Like here, you're you're seeing something that you shouldn't. Which, what that all means is that her hard work is paying off. Right. So, um, little story about Katie is that she was going to. I've seen her for so long. She was like in college, and she didn't know if she was on like studying the right thing and she just really felt like things kind of weren't quite the right fit and she was really felt a lot of pressure just as anyone does not in anything in particular but felt a lot of pressure to go to college and get this job and have this career and it wasn't fitting for her and she was upset for years about what what am I doing what am I doing and a lot of that's like our own expectation that we need to like go to college and graduate and then have a job right which you and I have figured out how to undo some of those self expectations so then she went along this path of esthetician school which people some of her she's like in a high intellectual uh, peer group and so they I don't know if they thought anything but she thought they didn't think it was like serious enough you know or like professional enough kind of, or, and then she, so she really did one of the first things that you said at the beginning of that session was about her protecting her integrity. And that stuck out for me so much because she talked all the time about like what she thought she should do. And the shoulds are like crazy rampant with her, right? Like she should be doing this. She should be a videographer. She should be getting her mask or whatever degrees they are or working in this job and it wasn't fitting for her and she thought something was wrong with her. I mean, she just was questioning herself so much and it was really, really anxious for her. And then she started, I mean, the physical health stuff that she talked about, that's only been in the last like year. So before all of that was this anxiety and feeling displaced. So when you said protect your, protecting your integrity, it was because she wasn't going to settle for being miserable, even though people were not people necessarily, but she felt like she had to do these things X, Y, Z. And she kind of was like, eventually like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to do something that fulfills me. And that's where she's at now. Good for her. You know, I wish more people would get to that point to where they're, they're, they, they get out of the shoulds, you know, shoulds, what if could have, it doesn't matter. It's, uh-huh. you know, what, how does that make you feel? Are you, feeling fulfilled I mean mm-hmm. that's really the, the big thing is you can go anywhere and make a dollar doing something but if you're not happy with what you're doing then you know you get into that that other atmosphere are you existing or yeah. living in life
I say all the time to clients, I call it the tyranny of the shoulds. So, and, and one, another way that like some people say that's kind of funny is like, let's not should ourselves. Right. Um, but the tyranny of the shoulds, how much they run the show. Like we should have a job. We should go to college. We should, um, if we got a degree in whatever, we should go into that field and we, you know, and just so many, and Katie and I talk all the time about the shoulds and letting go and, and being right. If it's not right for you, there's not a should that we should stay in a career or in a unhealthy, you know, like unhealthy, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. What are your thoughts on how to release those? Well, the shoulds are the, the way to release the shoulds is like anything else. It's you always have an, a choice you, know, you have a choice to do A or B. And maybe you choose B, but you, you want to go back to A. Well, making a change, whether it's a change of releasing what society or the norm has, has guided you to do, is to go the opposite direction. Nobody wants to stand out mm. you know, in any way. You know, everyone everyone's, wants to start conforming so that yeah. they're not the one who is pulled out like in class. Because you know? that feels too risky. Like there's fear there? There is because we're, we're just taught that you should do these things, whatever those are, to get you where you need to be in life. Whether that's... Where you, you know, think you should be. Where you should Yeah, where you think you should be. And it's not the case because mm-hmm. you can do all those things and you can live that life, but then are you really living it? Are then you, there you are, right? You're just doing a job that you just hate. Uh-huh. Uh, and... And so sometimes you've got to break out of the mold. And the best way to do that is you start visualizing yourself and make that one change in life. Uh, you know, and it doesn't matter what that one change is, mm-hmm. because whether you brush your teeth in a different direction uh, or you uh, cut your hair differently or you grow uh, facial hair or don't, you know, or get a tattoo, it's just right. what make that one small change because once you make that one small change which is a huge change like if if you just because you're kind of re i mean you're realigning your neural pathways in that sense right it is you are and if you for women or, or men depending upon what you're looking at whether it's putting on makeup or brushing teeth or shaving it is tougher than hell to go the if so if you start on the left side of your face and if you start the right side the next day you'll go my god this is challenging because you want to go in that same pattern and it makes sense because most people they drive that same pattern home every day same pattern work they don't get off and maybe take a different route to not that it's going to be any faster but they're used to that one route Mm -hmm. and i've watched this here lately when i'm driving here in omaha and i look and i go wow this entire lane over here is just full with cars but these other two lanes on the three-lane <laughs> road don't, don't have anybody on them. But that's because they're all following each other. They're, 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 they they're get so just blinded. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't even look to see that, oh, wait. So you're saying it in terms of driving, but it, the theoretical piece is when we're blindly kind of just following something, we tend to feel like it's not the right fit or we're stuck, but we should do it. So depression, I would say that's depression. Depression tells us you're stuck 
and you have to go to college. And even if you don't like this job, that's what you went to college for. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're just going to have to stay here and be unhappy for the rest of your life. Right. It's really extreme. And it'll and the thinking will say. There's no way out. So you're saying in theory, maybe shaving or driving in a different lane or going a different direction. But what I'm hearing is that you're working on depression there or anxiety, even anxiety is the fear piece. Depression's the low stuck piece. That's how I kind of think of it. And they are lying to you. (laughs) They're liars. Depression, anxiety are liars. They they're really extreme. They're really, um, what's the word? All's and all and nothing's hyperbole, right? Always is nevers. Um, so you're almost suggesting, I think, Kevin, are you suggesting to switch something little up and that helps you get yeah, unstuck? If, if you do the, the, the small things, mm-hmm. then it allows you to go, wait a minute. If I could change this one small thing that once you try it and you realize how freaking tough it is to do, to whether you put your pants on differently or mm-hmm. whatever, you'll go, oh my God, and, when, and you'll fight to it. it. It doesn't just, you just can't do it one day, do it for like two weeks and realize how challenging it is just to change that one small thing that you do mm-hmm. every single day. And once you've conquered it, you'll go, man, well, you know what? If you can conquer that, which is so challenging, maybe this thing that you thought was so big to change isn't. Yeah. Do you remember that um, movie called What About Bob? And it had, and they kept saying baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. So I always want to say that to people. You know, I'm I'm like, you don't have to go get the PhD. What if you just walk down the street into Metro Community College? You know, I mean, people go so big. And so I do always try to instill, like, you can do one small thing. Maybe you start taking a shower every day when you didn't used to, or maybe you start brushing your teeth on it. Right. And it, I, I don't know this and maybe my neurologist cousin could tell us, but I do think it rewires pathways. I would think it does, you know, for, only from what I've seen with myself or other things, that it, other things that I've done or other people I've known that have done similar things. That's, it helps change mm-hmm. that direction, you know? So, you know, just like getting a bill in the mail, let's say you're getting a, boatload of them you're, you don't have as much coming in and you start worrying about debt that's all you get is debt mm-hmm. and so then that's from that book the secret where you just yeah. start writing those bills you just look at them as checks coming in versus the bills so mm. you, you're always going to attract in what you want or don't want you're manifesting we're all manifesting i was just going to say that's kind of that manifest destiny thing right right i mean it's just that same thought process, where it's just whether you're talking depression, uh, anxiety, just going to the river and just mm-hmm. look at that big river going, how the hell am I going to cross this thing? And you're not looking at, wait, it might take you a few more steps, but you got to turn around and go back up the road so you can get to the road. To the bridge. bridge. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. It's like the blinders that we put up that, and I say we put it up, but I think it's depression and anxiety that lie to us. Right. Okay. You and I could do this all day. (laughs) Let's talk about Katie. Katie. Oh my gosh. I love her so much. So Katie is just a passionate, funny, loving person and has been 
was really trying to seek guidance on her physical stuff. But you were talking about the rocket, which was really cool because she had just launched her own, literally launched her own esthetician um, business, which is skincare, right? right? So the facials and then the, um, you know, dermatology things. Yep. And she had been asking a lot of people in the industry for advice about how she should run her business and it wasn't fitting and she couldn't do it. And she's having some physical and medical limitations and she was beating herself up because she wasn't right. Cause in any industry, people have opinions on how to get business or whatever. Yep. So she was just, it wasn't fitting. It wasn't fitting. It wasn't fitting. So when you said the rocket launching, because she had recently just lowered her expectations for herself, she cut back her schedule she was only only started seeing people who she didn't feel anxious around and uncomfortable around. And like all this stuff's opening up for her now. You know, I pulled a card. I just looked at my note. I think it was a Norwal or something. It's a, this well with the thing with the horn coming out. And that's just perfect because it stays just like what she's doing. Be different. Be, it's okay to be different. Whether you're at a job that you're doing or doing your job a different way or yourself. And that's so fitting for her is that do it your own way. Make it your way. She's such a unique person, too. So that was really good. And it was funny she knew the name of it. Because yeah. both you and I were like, what the hell is this thing? And she's <laughs> I like, I no think idea. it's a Norwal. <laughs> <laughs> and then something that I thought was really cool about the medium piece that came in for Katie was, I don't remember which person. I think it was the grandma that was telling her, um, you should have been doing this all along. Um, because she had had so many different um, ideas or like di she was trying so many different things that weren't working. And I thought that the part of the grandma saying like, you're where you're supposed to be was so important for Katie because of her doubt. Right. And her fears, am I doing the right thing? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Whether that be with her medical stuff or her profession, the spirit was telling her it's okay. And I love the way that it comes about because we were just, I was talking about her mother and then trying to find a, a way. How do you get grandma, since she didn't know any specifics, how do you get that information to really hit? So Katie knew who you were talking to, essentially. And I wanted that glue that I could throw out there and just talking about her mom. And I'm asking about the month of September, which was her birthday, which is important because then when you start pulling in pieces that, I have no business knowing. And it's that evidential piece that then also gives that hope. So what that does, what I notice with people is that it's the same thing as prayer, is that the belief that something bigger than us is helping us have a purpose, right? So it it's, I'll say this a million times, it's the installation of hope that she is okay. Right. She's right. doing she's OK. And so then you give the little evidence pieces with the like numbers or the months or maybe a symbol so that Katie can trust and can eliminate some of that fear. Yeah. And that's what any reading is about. And then you go into to someone who's even alive, whether it's her mom, or her uh, husband, you bring out this insane information that says, hey, this is this guy's personality. And then she's just talking about those same things. With all, so even though it strays away from maybe 
what you originally, originally started talking about, all that does is just cement. It just keeps cementing in what she should be doing, which is where she's at. You know, so picking up the pieces about her husband, the way that he just picks up and does everything, and, and does it without batting an eye, and, and that he deserves an award for it. Well, you know, it's just, it, just those other, the more pieces of cement you can keep throwing at, at, at a person, the more they can really then, if they're not on board already, they should be on board that train go, yeah, you know what? He's talking about these other pieces that he shouldn't know, but he does somehow. So that mm -hmm. means the other stuff he's given me that tells me the direction, my direction. Of life. Yeah, and it really does then just, it's inspiring. So then they're inspired to keep going on what they're doing. Or, you know, another way, another way that I've seen this happen. So with Katie in particular, she's already been on this path. Like she's been doing the career thing, but when, when someone feels stuck and you are able to give them the hope that something's going to change for them soon, maybe it's, maybe you give a certain month or maybe you don't, but you'll say, you know, oh no, that's going to turn around for you. Right. Or there's going to be a breaking or there's going to be a change. Got that hope again. Right. That I'm not stuck. So healing. It's so healing. And do you see it? I can see it in their bodies when we're doing these sessions. Oh, I can see it light up. You know, it, you, you can see the change in a person once you hit uh, different pieces, different pieces of information that I bring in. And then you're like, oh, my God. You're, and you start seeing like this. They start to raise up their body or scoot up on their seat. And you can see that they're chomped at the bit because they're like, hey. I can, they can now feel that energy that's all that's already been there but they just couldn't feel it because they were stuck in what they were thinking of their shoulds and could have yeah they're stuck in the fear and anxiety and almost you know and, I'll, and i say this to people too i put my hands up to my eyes and it's tunnel vision right depression's tunnel vision you don't see any other opportunity or you don't see that things can feel or look different and so just opening that up a little bit takes away those blinders. So that's really cool. Katie's physical and medical health stuff is really um, interfering for her right now. I know that she's had some doctor's appointments where she's gotten a little bit more, a, a little bit more answers since you and I have met. Just hopeful for her. She wants to just so she can treat whatever's going on with her. But you talked a lot about um, just a, and I had stepped out of the room, but you talked about how to maybe reset her energy or how to help some of that physical body pain healing stuff. Sure, I just did a, a quick little energy session. Probably more needs to be done with that to help. But what I've noticed as well, and I've thought about this over the years, I mean, it's true. You know, if someone tells you that, I'm not saying I'm a doctor, I can fix or reverse things. Absolutely. Medical care is very important. We still really support that. Yep. But if you tell someone that they're defective or you tell somebody that they have, let's say diabetes or whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Sure. Automatically you own it. You, you are that it. now. You are that. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether you have it or don't. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is, there's ways to help better that, right? There's ways you know, maybe it's a change of diet or exercise, whatever that treatment, mm -hmm. the right doctor doing, treating the specific thing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's where 
I think we, we somewhat lose touch. Just like- Every time we talk, I, something connects for me more and more and more about mental health and your theory on things spirituality-wise. So you just talked about whether you think you're funny or have diabetes or whatever, right? So what we call that as in therapy is your core belief, okay? So I have a core belief that I am a leader, right? Let's just say that because people have told me before that I was a leader. And so now... Megan thinks she's a leader, right? So then everything I do has that leader lens, right? Um, and that in that case, it's a good thing, right? And I'm proud of that. But there are other times where, like, let's say we can go into birth order and all that stuff, but, like, a, the youngest kid is annoying. So then that kid creates this core belief that he's annoying or a baby, right? And so then that is all the things that manifest because of that core belief. So we'll have automatic thoughts that make us believe this one thing, I am blank. This is a therapeutic modality called cognitive behavioral therapy. So I am blank. And I'll ask people, what do people say about you? I am what? And they'll say, oh, the crybaby, right? Or I am not well or sick or something. And then what we do in therapy sessions is look at that thinking and shift it into what can I do with that? Right. So I am not diabetes, but I need, but I can change my diet. Right. Like it's a, it's a little shift in a sentence that makes a really big difference in the outcome. I do something wrong. Why was I so stupid? You're not stupid. You make a mistake. Right. But it's, when you think about all, there's just a, a boatload of phrases that you can, that we use all the time. And we don't realize that all you're doing is you're beating yourself up. We also even will like make it funny. We think it's funny. We'll say I'm a hot mess yeah. or right. Like, and, and really we think that we almost fool ourselves into thinking that that is a powerful statement. Like I'm a hot mess and I'm going to embrace it. But it's like, you're not a hot mess. You're wonderful. Right. Or you're, you know, just because you don't have a clean kitchen doesn't mean you're a hot mess. The voice that is critical, that back, that back voice that I always talk about when I put my hand behind my head and move, move, move the hand around, that voice is saying, you're so stupid. I can't believe that you took the wrong. I mean, we, we call ourselves like a fucking idiot because we took the wrong turn. That's so mean. So mean. Yep, and, and you know, here's that side. Did you really take the wrong turn? Maybe you, you take the wrong turn, you get a minute from leaving the house later because you forgot your phone, you go back in. Then you can drive down the road and there's an accident. And that's like the biggest thing you could look at and go, if I had been on time, if I had taken the same route, I would, I could have been right. Here. Yeah, so you're saying even more than wrong that like all of those things are kind of meant to be like, so not even with a turn, but, you know, the kitchen's messy for a reason kind of thing or something yeah. that there's always a meaning underneath it or, yeah, or this thing happened, like even that we perceive as a bad thing. That's some of the stuff you helped me with, with my, with grief of my mom that she died for a reason, which I did not like to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. uh, it was painful for a long time. But as we worked through that, you start to realize like how I grew not because she died, but how I grew maybe after she died, right, or something. Right, because everything does form us mm-hmm. in one direction or another. And not that 
anybody wants to to die, but like one of our sessions, it's the most one certain thing in our life. Mm. Really, it's interesting because we're all going to get to that point. So what do you do in all these other pieces, you Mm -hmm. know? And how do you try to do the best you can? And that's the thing, to do it the best you can. You're not perfect. Nobody is. Yeah. And if you were, you would be boring. Be like me. Be just screw up every once in a while. It's more fun, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love that. So, Katie, I guess I just think kind of weaving together this stuff for Katie is the faith or the faith, the trust, the belief that she's on the right path, the hope that her physical health will has will turn around or she'll get some relief that way. The solidifying the fact that she's in a healthy marriage relationship that is meant to be. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, and then just a few, a few signs for her to look for. Right. So that when she sees stuff, she can be like, Oh, boom, somebody's looking out for me. Right. You know, and that's an interesting part with her, as you mentioned that, like if she would not have been in this medical condition, she wouldn't realize just how incredible that her husband is. Right? Mm. I mean, that's the other side of it. Great is point. She knew she, he was good already, but this really just gives him and gives her that opportunity for each of them to see how adversity can help. Because it enhances, it, en- it currently enhances their relationship. She's He's able to like shine in a way, right? And we don't want that to happen at, you know, you know, someone's suffering. We don't want Katie to suffer. Yeah. Katie, we don't want you to suffer. But we do like that you're able to bond with your husband, right? So there is that side part for, and maybe he wouldn't have been able to shine like that had she not had this going on. Is Am I getting that right? Yeah, that's just a, it's another thing to think about. You know, it's a dual mm-hmm. role, dual purpose. And she'll come out of it moving in a better direction because now she has answers. Yeah. yeah. You at least can put a name to it, right? And until you have that name, it's frustrating. Now she knows, right? Since he had this window of opportunity to show his commitment to her or his, you know, his helping personality or his, the fact that he'll bend over backwards for anyone, it sounds like, kind of the way you were yeah. reading him. Um, you know, then she got to see that. And I mean, I think she knew it anyway. He's a great guy. But she, yeah, like, really cool. Yeah, it's a very cool thing to, to see. Not everybody has that opportunity to to be that superhero, which mm-hmm. is kind of what he's doing. You know, this is the second time where we've, I've seen like someone steps in to be a superhero. I like the symbol of superhero though, and I would imagine that's gonna come up. Some of these symbolic um, pictures repeat, like you'll hear, you know, anyone listening, you guys will hear, you all will hear me and Kevin say the same things because there's themes and you know, there's definitely an emotional meaning behind a superhero, right? And talking about that. And we talked about that with Vance. So, um, yeah, you'll hear some repeats, but it's all still it's all still legit. I know I say the word interesting a lot. I've never <laughs> sat and listened to myself, so I have to find a different word. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine and she's at last night and she said, maybe just write a list of, cause I don't remember what I was complaining about myself repeating. I think I say in the mental health world all the time and which, you know, of course it just bothers us that we're saying it out loud. Um, but she's like, write down a list of different words 
so that they're right there in front of you. <laughs> so everybody out there, we're human beings and we are nervous and we are, I don't know, I believe in myself and I believe in you, but we are, we doubt ourselves. We think we sound dumb sometimes, yeah. like idiots, right? But we're all just doing our best here. Yeah, and that's all you can do. I mean, knowing that we're going to make mistakes and that's the thing here. We're human. So mm-hmm. I would not want a life where I knew everything was perfect. I want everything to be perfect. Everything was wrong. I would rather have some things that shake me up at times mm-hmm. to, to see the good in myself or the good out of other people. Somebody just said last night to me that they have to be in the muck to eventually see the light, right? Yeah. Like you, you got to go through some shit to get to the other side, right? And it sucks. And we don't, obviously, in Katie's physical health, we don't want her to have to suffer. But it's going to bring her something. And we have to believe that. And I say I say these sentences like it's so easy. Just believe that this is happening for a reason. It's not what I mean. I don't mean it's easy. Just trust, right? Blindly. But it is a part of, there's growth that comes from everything. So we really need to look at that piece. Okay, well, everyone, thank you for listening to Katie's Weave. We really are enjoying this time together. Kevin and I are, and we think we are hoping that we are helping some people. Hope you're sticking with us and hope we stay interesting. I hope so. Mm -hmm. If not, I can think of some jokes to start. I'll start cussing more. And that always, that always, uh. Ropes people in, right? It does. God damn it. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, well, peace and love to everyone. And peace and love to everyone as well. I mean, that's kind of my thing. <gasps> Did I steal your that's outro? Okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you always say love and light. Love and light. But, uh, yeah, love and light. That's what